So, I know this has been the general theme for the past couple recordings, or at least the past, let's just say the past week. The concept of, you know, the contract ending. And, you know, it's interesting because in three different, there were three different outbursts of sorts. I wouldn't say necessarily like, it wasn't like some random, like it was dead silent and then somebody made an outburst. But in the kind of conversations of what are we going to do next from this? Keep in mind, I'm the youngest person there. The other people there have probably, let's say a decade and let's say, okay, let's do the math. Let's say I started working at 16. That means that they at least have a decade more, and in some cases, way more, like two decades more of work experience. But they have a, they have a decade to two decades more of work experience in a, in a period when you could cling to your whatever your job was. I never had that. I, I came of age in a time when post, I know as much as we say we don't, we didn't have a recession up here. Some of the, some of the conditions by which people with liberal arts degrees graduated, it, it, it reflected in the UK, it reflected in Australia, it reflected in New Zealand, it ref- the quote unquote five eyes. <laughs> reflected in those countries and so because of that it's for me it's always been this contract work you know freelancing and at one point i got wise to the idea of well i have this passion for radio therefore i'm going to pursue that whether or not it panned out totally it did it did pan out for a certain number of years be it four so Anyway, so <laughs> in all of that conversation of what's the next step for us, you know, one of the one of the one of, you know one of my kind of like my homegirls there is in a depressive state. Um, I say homegirl even though it's like we're totally on the opposite end of the spectrum of like the life experience, gender, age, and interests, except for one specific interest which I can't get into now. We're all thinking about what we're going to do next. And in in my mind, I'm thinking freelance, which is the extension or the logical connection to that would be the business. So relaunch the business. Relaunch what I'm doing, what I was doing prior, freelancing as a business. Then coordinator man says business then homegirl makes a comment oh you should start a business which and I can't get into any detail I know it's I know I let a lot of shit loose in this rantcast and for me to say I can't get into detail now is kind of like what the fuck but it's true that's the reality I can't get into detail but that came up and whether or not she was joking i'm gonna actually (laughs) i'm gonna actually kind of like prod that and try and you know 
promote that in some capacity because I mean people ain't getting younger whether or not I'm young and they ain't young they ain't getting younger nor am I so <laughs> the 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 logical extension is to pursue something in a um you know desperado fashion the desperado is the easiest way i can look at this anyway it was interesting doing the, the little cleanup um the cleaning up oh shit did i leave my key shit yeah i did leave my key they'll find it anyway let me read part of i don't want to read it all i don't want to you know dull y'all down with academic narrations but what I will do is read um, the foreword from Canada Helps President and CEO. And at some point, you're going to hear me say, let me extend the recording. Hold up one second. So, dear fellow Canadians, for the second annual The Giving Report, we wanted to invite Canadians into the charitable sector to see what we at Canada Helps see every day. Canada's charitable sector is big, it's innovative, and it's important. The services provided by charities reach us all in ways we probably aren't even aware. In our schools and hospitals, our local theaters and animal shelters, places of worship and our children's after-school programs. But the sector is also a huge contributor to our national economy and accounts for 10% of full-time jobs in Canada. The charitable sector is one that truly matters to the health of the country, but it's at risk. This year, we've partnered with Imagine Canada, a national charity whose own cause is Canada's charities and nonprofits. None of these, none of the, none of these people probably want nothing to do with the Randcast. But anyway, um, Canada's charities and nonprofits to really understand what it means when we say giving is declining. Our data term. Or, or sorry, our data teams dug deeper to examine where the gaps in charitable giving are growing and what danger the impending funding crisis caused by demographic shifts presents for Canadians. How are Canadians given at different ages and stages of life and at different income levels? How do changing household types affect the way we give? Have charitable giving rates grown alongside our growing population? We've used data to answer these questions and provide new insights. And I've explored some of the trends I'm seeing divide or driving these social shifts. I've also invited the two experienced colleagues from the charitable sector to provide their own views on what's happening in the charitable sector and the social fabric it supports and what it necessary <laughs> and what is necessary to reverse the troubling trends we're seeing. Bruce McDonald of Imagine Canada argues that the looming social deficit won't show up on financial statements interest, but will be reflected in longer wait times for services, closures of organizations, and the stress on those working and volunteering to deliver these services. Sharon Avery of the Toronto Foundation introduces us to the idea of social capital, made up of the formal and informal relationships we have with each other and how this capital can be just as important as financial and physical capital. There is no sector that so significantly impacts the lives of so many Canadians every day, 
and the vitality of this sector is key to a vibrant and sustainable future for generations of Canadians. Over the next decade, we are set to see a significant portion of donations disappear. The changes required to reverse the current declining giving trends are going to take a collective shift in our attitudes and behaviors. It's my hope that the first step in doing so is you reading this report and then that you will join our own effort to take action to ensure our Canadian communities can continue to thrive in the future. All right, now let's see. I want to drop some quick... All right, section one. Canada's charitable sector is facing an impending funding crisis. Uh, Yeah. In the Given Report 2017... Our first annual look at Canada's charitable sector, we used the Stats Canada research and tax data from the Canada Revenue Agency to outline a decline in charitable giving across the country over the past decade. Using updated sources for the same data this year, report allows us to further examine what is causing these sustained declines in giving behavior. The declining trends are set to put a very large portion of donations at risk of no longer being able to to be uh, being available to the charitable sector over the next 10 years. Now, there's more. I'm not going to read all of it. It's a Friday afternoon. Do y'all need to hear this? Do y'all want to hear this right now? Probably not. So <laughs> I'll save it for tomorrow. A Saturday when you also probably don't want to hear it. But... This is just my kind of like final wrap up of the past three months, aka quote unquote 12 weeks. Um, yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out the best way to. I just noticed that very long recordings don't really get uploaded to the platform distribution network so i gotta be careful but it's interesting to end the chapter and and also there was like because it's a shelter outside me and one of the co-workers are standing there she's getting her lift um lift and i'm just kind of chilling and on comes the egging it's not even really egging it's not even really like beef it's like sideways comments from some fucking fiend. You know what I mean? Like somebody who, you know, you always have to be careful of, you know, wanting to react to people who are physically, you know, or let me put it a different way. They're mentally unstable. They're malnourished. They're probably on drugs. Like, any police officer gets into this scenario and sees that there's a, a scrap happening or even even if you just shove somebody one time what is a police officer going to say i don't even know the minds of police officers but i just imagine what they're going to say why are you you know why did you just not walk away and it's a matter of you know as much as you want to like defend your honor and pride when you really examine it, when you're of sound mind, you're listening to this, you're like, He's, this person isn't exactly challenging me. <laughs> They're just making sideways comments. And this is a distinction. There's a very clear distinction between somebody actually egging you on to beef 
and someone just talking sideways out of the side of their mouth. And both instances can go in a very different direction. Or, sorry, both instances can go in the same violent conclusion. But one was not supposed to. (laughs) So, let me extend the recording just for a little bit. Uh, Let me be careful of how long the recording goes. Give me one second. Anyway. I'm supposed to supposed to go to this like kind of like hipsterish quasi trendyish um dining establishment up the street if you're from ottawa you may know this place belmont so i'm supposed to go there and then go to beale street so this is an outing this is a outing of sorts <laughs> of sorts it's an outing you know it's an outing there's no two ways about it excuse me but this is probably now we're getting into like finances and financial talk a bit this is probably it's like you don't want to live you know how you know that saying it's like if you think poor you will act poor or if you think if you think at the bottom if you think if you think of yourself in the bottom rungs of society you tend to act in that way and your actions reflect your state of mind if that made any sense that's kind of this 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 whole thing it's like going to a trendy hipster place to then go see a movie is it a date not really um but you don't want to you don't want to go into it being like i don't want to spend the money you see what i mean this is people get trapped in that kind of thinking oh i'd rather not spend the dough to do that why not it's a fucking outing you know what i mean and it's it's the, it's this somewhat cele- <coughs> celebrating the end of a job it's not, it's not really it's not really you know, it's not so much to celebrate the end of a job it's it's celebrating the end of the chapter it's celebrating you know the end of a very long arduous road of bullshit and drama and you know administrative overload and that kind of shit so is to commemorate that now the other person who i'm going with she don't know anything about well she knows that it's the end of a chapter but from this point forward it's like very frugal it's very frugal spending it's like okay there's no more (laughs) there's no more tim horton's coffee that's spending that's big spending no but it's not but point is there's no frivolous kind of like oh let me just just buy this because it can be bought i actually want to go to the echo store (laughs) those of you who've been in my ig stories have probably seen the echo store pop up there in the past couple weeks multiple times i do intend to go there i do intend to kind of like 
require a certain level of, you know, gear in a way that I haven't you know, in recent years. Anyway, I'm going to kill this recording right now. What time? 14. I got a couple hours before this. Before this um, outing, Beale Street and Belmont. So I hope you all have had a good week and I hope, you know, the new year is starting off right and so on and so forth. Peace.